You're listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, Around Atlanta edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my co-host and friend, Carol Morgan. Before we kick things off, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor, now our 10th year on the air. It has been wonderful to have them as our partner this uh, last year or so. All right, Carol Morgan, this is going to be a, a great conversation. We're going to talk about something today that the world needs a lot more of. Going to be a great conversation, impactful conversation. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to this as well. We are fortunate to have in studio with us this morning, Carol Beck. She is the Associate Director for Communications and Operations with the Center of Contemplative Science and Compassion-Based Ethics at Emory University. Welcome to the show, Carol. Thank you so much. And thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to tell you a little bit about our work. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Before we jump into your work, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Oh, my background is pretty eclectic. I'm sort of on my third career. I started as a college professor of filmmaking. I actually have a Master of Fine Arts in Filmmaking. Then I spent a little over 20 years self-employed as a, uh, a producer, a line producer in film and video world. And then I was recruited to come work at Emory by the executive director of our center in 20, January 2014, I joined. I'm a long-term contemplative practitioner. So that combined with all of my producer skill sets seemed like something that they needed as uh, the organization was expanding and growing and, and it just keeps growing leaps and bounds. So that's a little bit about how I ended up at Emory. Ah, well, fascinating stuff. And we were talking before we went live about some of the places you've been. So you have uh, had a pretty intriguing uh, life so far. So we're now going to get into the, to your to your work and and uh, interesting, intriguing, and as I said earlier, uh, or hinted at earlier, necessary stuff. So before we do that, though, um, Carol went through your your work at the Center for Contemplative Science and Passion Based Ethics at Emory. Tell us all about that program, that organization. So the Center for Contemplative Science and Compassion-Based Ethics, well, one, we probably have the longest name of any center <laughs> at Emory, but we sort of operate as a little mini unit of, um, we're actually part of Emory College, but we're not an academic department, you know, like the Department of Psychology or Mathematics or anything else. Most of our work is externally facing. While we do offer programs for Emory students and faculty and students and faculty at the School of Medicine and in other parts of the university, most of the work we do is, well, we have three main programs. One is called C-Learning, Social, Emotional, and Ethical Learning. That's a kindergarten through um, high school uh, curriculum and that helps kids learn to be more compassionate and to do gauge in systems thinking and to improve their attention. So some skills that aren't typically addressed in existing social emotional learning curricula. We also have this very unusual program called the Emory Tibet Science Initiative, 
where we teach a very robust science curriculum to Tibetan monks and nuns who are in refugee settlements in India. And this is about training future contemplative uh, collaborators in the research world because they have a very unique understanding of contemplative practice. And when they become fluent in the language of science, they are really wonderful uh, research collaborators. And then our other program is called uh, CBCT for short. We love long names. It's cognitively based compassion training. And this is not, not that we don't think people have compassion. Everyone does have compassion, but it's a, it's a training that helps people learn to expand their compassion to make it more in, inclusive. And we teach that to everyone from breast cancer survivors to veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder to the general public, doctors, nurses, all kinds of people. It's really interesting. You know, you wouldn't think that people would need to be taught compassion, but, you know, in today's fast-paced, moving world, I know sometimes somebody will send you an email and you, you read everything, but you just quit back that fast response to whatever that, you know, main call to action was. And then you realize, oh my gosh, she just said her mother was in the hospital and I responded to her question and forgot everything else. So I think sometimes it's just slowing down and really listening to what the person says and then thinking before you react and taking that breath. I mean, at least I know I'm guilty of just moving too fast. I know you've got a really fun event coming up or a challenge coming up. Tell us more about the 21-day challenge, the goals of the challenge, and how it you know, is designed to help people become more compassionate. So the 21-day compassion challenge is an opportunity to get acquainted with how to build your skills, to have a, not only a more inclusive compassion, but a more sustainable one. You know, sometimes when people give, 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 that leads to burnout. We see that a lot in our healthcare professionals, you know, and, and other people who are interacting with the public a lot. So we want our compassion not only to include as many people as, as possible, but also to be sustainable. And so we have a wonderful program because we know 21 days is what it usually takes to build a habit. And so using contemplative practice, in sort of sequential, easy, bite-sized chunks, uh, these little structured exercises. And when you go on, when you register for the challenge, each day you'll get a reminder with a little bit of inspiration. You will have access to some mini instructional videos and then some mini guided meditations. All of these videos are about five minutes long. So they're really easy to incorporate into your day. And also the opportunity to reflect and journal uh, on what you're doing. We have a little online journal, very easy to use. And uh, last but not least, a an active compassion challenge each day, something to put into practice in the real world. Oh, that sounds like a, a great thing. Yeah, you can decide quickly. All right, I need to be more compassionate. But it, that's to actually do that, to actually practice that does take time. It does take some some reflection, some thinking, and uh, some contemplating, uh, to use the word of the day. Uh, fascinating stuff. Boy, I, I think everyone on the earth <laughs> could benefit from this 21-day challenge. But let me, let me ask you, 
sort of a follow-up to that. What is the official definition of compassion? I mean, I, I think it's that's one of those words that if you were to line up 20 people and say, define compassion, you'd get 20 different answers. And, and I think some people like me, for instance, would almost probably tell you compassion. And most people would think, well, that's empathy. I mean, it, it's it's all kind of interrelated. Uh, what, is, what does compassion mean to you? Well, that is such a great question because sometimes people confuse compassion with things like pity. And while empathy is a key component of compassion, it's not everything. Basically, when the way we define compassion is that there are kind of three components to it. There's the affective component. You have to feel something, feel empathy for another person's distress. There's the cognitive component. You have to realize, oh, that person is suffering. They're having a difficult time. And then you have to have an action. You have to want to do something about it. So that that wanting to do something about it, to not just notice it, not just feel it, that is really what helps insulate us from the kind of burnout because it's an empowering feeling. And a lot of times people confuse compassion. They think, oh, it just means like lying down and being a doormat and letting everybody walk on you. But compassion is really about courage and about strength and about having the ability to do the right thing, even in difficult situations. Absolutely. Well, what are some simple ways that people can show compassion? I think the simplest way to show compassion is to say thank you and to smile and to greet people. You know, it's like when I walk around my neighborhood, it's always so interesting to me. Like when you smile and say hello to someone, 90% of people light up and respond back. You always have that one person with their headphones on looking at the ground, you know. But most people really respond to that. And that is an act of compassion. It's recognizing you're a human, I'm a human. You know, our common humanity unites us. You know, we're more alike than we are different in most respects. And just, you know, remembering to acknowledge like all those frontline workers we've suddenly become aware of during the pandemic, right? Say thank you to those folks. What does the research tell us? What does the literature tell us about the long-term effect of more and more people acted this way? I mean, I, I worry that there are some people who say, well, wait a minute, if I start trying to be this and do this three-step, I got to feel something, realize something, I want to do something, that makes, maybe that makes me weak or perceived as weak when I, I think it makes you the exact opposite. I think that makes you come across as someone that's got strength and courage and um, but I think some people don't always see that. What's, what does the science say about how this changes our mindset, how it changes the community that you're in? I mean, we're, we're, we all admit we're in an enormous, enormously divisive political era right now. I mean, this would change that whole perspective. What, what's the long-term ramifications of, of more compassion in our society? Well, the research shows us several things. On an individual level, it's actually good for us physically. It helps reduce inflammation in our bodies. And you know, chronic inflammation is what leads to problems like heart disease and diabetes and other kinds of issues, as well as depression and anxiety. Are, they all become a spiral you know, a, and, and a reciprocal in nature. So it's good for us physically. 
We know from research that it seems to do things like improve our sleep and make us more resonant with other people's feelings, you know, and being able to shift our perspective and to see things from someone else's point of view more easily. It makes us more likely to act when we see someone in trouble, pull over to help that person changing their tire on the side of the road, you know. On a social level, what's really, really interesting about compassion is there's an effect that's called, it's like compassion contagion. When one person is demonstrating compassion, modeling compassion, it sort of ripples outward and other people want to get on the compassion bandwagon. They may not know it consciously, that's what they're doing, but unconsciously it feels good. And so you want to participate. You see, oh, and you see that like, you know, say if there's a natural disaster, right? And somebody in your office starts a, you know, hey, let's do a a fund drive for a particular nonprofit organization that's helping Red Cross or whatever, right? And people will start jumping on, on the bandwagon. But even when it's things like remembering to say please and thank you and you know, I really appreciate you helping me out on that project. Those things, you, you start to shift the culture, first within a department, an organization. And when more and more organizations shift, then you get that, that tipping, that magic tipping point. Brilliant. Are you ready to own a home, but don't know where to start? Speak to a local expert at New American Funding. Get pre-qualified and start looking for your dream home. They make home buying easy and convenient with a variety of home loan options. New American Funding is devoted to helping families finance their home because they want everyone to achieve the American dream, home ownership. New American Funding's technology is what sets them apart, whether connecting with your home loan professional in person, online, or through the app, they are there to answer any questions. Call today to get pre-qualified. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. Our listeners who are sitting here going, wow, I love this idea. How can they um, donate or how, how can they support the foundation? Well, what we would love for people to do is to participate. We have this initiative called the Compassion Shift because that's what we're really trying to do. We're trying to shift our hearts and minds. We're trying to shift our culture to be a a happier, more inclusive, more kind society. And the easiest way to do that is to try out this 21-day Compassion Challenge. If you miss a day or two, no problem. You can catch up. It's nobody's going to be you know, putting your toes to the fire to make you do it every single day. But it's a great introduction to both the science and the practical aspects and to learn these skills that we can practice and develop through meditation. You can also, for our our center at large, you can also visit our website, compassion.emory.edu. The 21-day uh, Compassion Challenge can be found at compassionshift.emory.edu. But one will get you to the other. So if you just remember compassion.emory.edu, you will find it all. 
And that I think is the best thing is to just try it out. Try to practice compassion. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect at it. Even the attempt is, is important. Oh. <laughs> and you'll refine and polish your abilities as, as you do it more often. That's one of those things that you can get really, really good at this. And then, as you said, this isn't just about making someone else better. Uh, this, this has a real positive uh, effect on you too. That's why it's doubly important. Any events or any other neat things going on later this year that we should be aware of and that you're excited about? We have a lot going on, but you know, things are, are the shape of things is a little bit different because of the pandemic. Right. You know, whereas we would normally be offering a lot of things in person, we have moved everything as has pretty much everyone online. But we will be offering full-blown courses in CBCT, Cognitively Based Compassion Training. So if you dip your toes in during the Compassion Challenge and find that you would like to try more, learn more, go deeper, there will be opportunities to do that. And as the Compassion Shift unfolds. We're also going to be looking for organizational partners. We're going to be doing some research and want to put some of this to the test in real world uh, situations. We've done research in medical, the medical world, but we'd like to see it in other kinds of organizations, corporations and businesses, small businesses, big businesses. So, you know, if you know of anyone who would be interested in uh, letting their organization or department or unit be a guinea pig. We would love to talk to you about it. Good stuff. All right. So Carol, before we let you go one last time to find you, to find about all of your work, this 21 day compassion challenge and all the other programming that you have uh, through your uh, organization, uh, where do they go? You can go to either compassion.emory.edu or compassion shift emory.edu and com- Compassion Shift is also on Facebook. And um, on March 6th, when we have our Day of Compassion that's going to be kicking off the 21-day challenge, we are going to have a whole day of activities, some compassionate entertainment that's going to be really fun, a special message from His Holiness the Dalai Lama, a special message from uh, Mr. Richard Gare, famous actor, and uh, lots of other fun-filled things, as well as a couple of very informative panels. So if you go to compassionshift.emory.edu or Compassion Shift on Facebook, you'll be able to find out about all of that. Ah, good stuff. And, and to anyone listening who says, I don't have time for this 21-day challenge, you really, really need it. So Carol Beck, the Associate Director for Communications and Operations with the Center for Contemplative Science and Compassion-Based Ethics at Emory University. Carol, once again, thanks for joining us and appreciate uh, this important work. You're very welcome, and it's been such a pleasure to be with you today. Pleasure has been ours. All right, well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. Again, on behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we'll look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. 
Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.